Welcome to Praying the Psalms with Jesus. It's a video series that uh, teaches us how to pray, uh, specifically how to pray the Psalms with Jesus. So we've been talking about these uh, different stages of life, and one of these stages is life in the pit, where the enemies have come against us, and the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. And we need words uh, to take it up with God, words that uh, the Bible refers to as laments, uh, or you could say complaints. And so we acknowledge the troubles that are around us, uh, and in between the trouble and the trouble being uh, resolved or being rescued from it is that very tender area, that territory, the land of lament. And God gives us uh, the very words to speak. So there are these laments in the Psalms. Some of them are individual laments. We take it up with God like, why is this, why is this happening to me? Uh, but then there's also these uh, communal the community coming together and saying, why is this happening to us? One of these uh, communal laments is Psalm 44. And uh, the psalmist speaking on behalf of the community begins this way, verse 1. We have heard with our ears, God. Our fathers have told us what work you did in their days in the days of old. And so there's something going on in the community, a, a period of suffering, uh, upon the people, uh, and the psalmist begins with recounting the works of God in the past. You notice verse 2, uh, the psalmist says, You drove out the nations with your hand. You planted them. You afflicted the peoples, but you spread us. You spread your people abroad. You, you blessed us. And then the psalmist affirms that uh, his forefathers, uh, the people, didn't get the land because of their own strength, by their own sword, uh, uh, their strength didn't save them. Uh, the psalmist says, but God, it was your hand, your arm, uh, the light of your face. You were favorable to us. And so, you know, the psalmist says, so I'm not going to trust. I'm not going to trust in my strength, in my bow. My sword isn't going to save me. Your people understand that you are the one who have saved them from their adversaries. Uh, you've shamed those who hate us. Uh, and we boast, God, verse 8 says, in God we boast uh, all day long. We give thanks to your name forever. But then the psalm uh, turns. Something um, something has happened uh, to the people of God, some event. It says, but now something has changed. Why? What's the reason? What's the cause? Verse 9, the psalmist says, but now you rejected us. You brought us out to dishonor us. You don't go out with our armies. And then there's these series of um, accounts. You, you God, you God, make us turn back from the adversary. Verse 11, you've made us like sheep. 12, you sell your people for nothing. Verse 13, you make us a reproach. Uh, verse 14, you make us a byword among the nations. And so sometimes we can understand uh, the consequences of our actions, right? A cause and effect. You know, specifically when the people uh, reference uh, the covenant and the prophets call them to account and say, these things are happening to you. You know, the Assyrians are coming upon you. The Babylonians are coming upon you because you have broken the covenant. And the cause and effect is you broke the covenant and bad things will happen. And God is using those bad things to call you to repentance. So we can understand, you know, cause and effect. 
But what happens, especially in this psalm, when you can't trace it? You can't trace it to something that the community has done, uh, some cause, some reason. And we see that in uh, Psalm 44, verse 17. Uh, the psalmist says, All this has come on us, and yet we haven't forgotten you. We haven't been false to your covenant. And so they understand covenant promises, right? Um, and if they were to break the covenant, uh, that the Lord would call them to repentance, and, and he would use, if need be, Assyrians and Babylonians. Uh, but in this case, the psalmist is saying, that's not, not happened. We haven't been false to your covenant. Verse 18, he says, Our heart, it has not turned back. Our, we haven't strayed from your steps, your path. You have crushed us, though. You've covered us with the shadow of death. And then he goes, goes on to say, verse 20, So if we had forgotten the name of our God, or even spread out our hands to an idol, to a strange God, wouldn't, um, wouldn't God have seen this? Wouldn't he have searched it out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. And so uh, the community is pleading their cause and saying, uh, these things are happening to us and we don't understand it. Um, we haven't forsaken you. We haven't chased after other gods. We haven't broken the covenant. If we did, you would have called this to account. You would have searched it out. You know all things. And then verse 22, the psalmist says, yes, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep for the slaughter. Now, just an interesting side note. That verse, Psalm 44, verse 22, Yes, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are considered as sheep for the slaughter. Uh, Paul references that in Romans chapter 8, the section that speaks about all things work together for good. Psalm, uh, Psalm 44, he quotes, he says, um, Yes, if God is for us, who can be against us? And yet he says, yet we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. And then he continues that great chapter, ends it with, Nevertheless, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Uh, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And so what do we do? Well, we take it up with God. Again, acknowledge the trouble, acknowledge the problem. Sometimes we have done it to ourselves, and there are psalms for that, right? To confess our sin and to receive the forgiveness of sins. At other times, uh, the devil and the world uh, come against us and attack us, um, and we can't trace, you know, we can't trace this cause and effect. So we take it up with God, and yet we also affirm the promises. The psalmist ends this way, verse 23. He says, so wake up. Why do you sleep, Lord? Arise. Don't reject us forever. Why do you hide your face from us? Forget our affliction and our oppression. Rise up to help us. Redeem us for your loving kindness sake. And so again, the Psalms help us uh, keep the boundaries in place, right? With all those things coming against us, uh, God gives us words to speak, uh, to ask him to arise, uh, to wake up to turn his face toward us. So a little, um, again, excursion. Take this psalm, Psalm 44. Uh, acknowledge the troubles, uh, but also affirm the promises. And uh, especially when you can't understand uh, the cause and effect, right? The consequences. Um, something, something has happened here. Something 
um, has occurred. You don't know why it has occurred. It has come upon you. Uh, you can't trace it to anything other than uh, the world coming against you or the devil's attack, and you're pleading out, uh, pleading uh, for God uh, to, to rescue us and to save us. Uh, again, if God is for us, Romans 8, who can be against us? And so we take heart. We don't pray the Psalms alone. We pray them with, uh, with Jesus. He's this great high priest, our Savior. He's our brother in the flesh. And so uh, we learn to pray, especially uh, praying the Psalms of lament uh, by praying uh, them with Jesus.